Welcome to AM Best Audio. We have uh, Chris and Ken Yi and Yi Ding from AMB Best Analysts. Look, to start the process rolling, Chris, could you please share with us what, as part of the uh, reinsurance conference here in Singapore, what your thoughts and what the outcomes have been with respect to the reinsurance renewals? Mm -hmm. Hi, Rob. Thanks for the question. So we have had uh, various interactions with a couple, uh, number of companies during the conference so far. From what we have heard, the mood is generally a, a lot lighter this year as compared to what we have heard in a prior year. There are still um, some general concerns about the hard market con uh, conditions, yes. but at the same time, I think the, the mood has lightened considerably. Insurers are generally saying that rates will continue to harden, right. but the expectation of the magnitude of the hardening is likely to soften. Of course, this also um, vary from company to company, where some companies might expect um, generally harder conditions than, than, than others. Yes. Okay. In contrast to what we have seen in pri the prior year, the the reinsurance market conditions are generally a, a bit different. I think last year, during the re reinsurance renewals, um, reinsurers in general were concerned uh, about a number of factors, including the inflationary environment, high interest rates, as well as the fact that many of the reinsurers are also having a lower appetite towards cap risk. In 2022, the Cat losses for the APEC region, like in particular for South and Southeast Asia, has been relatively benign. Um, we, we do see um, a relatively quiet cat year, um, noting that the typhoon yes. season has not ended for the yes. region, although there have been a few losses um, in Australia and New Zealand, uh, yes. which are generally a bit larger losses. But by and large, for many of the reinsurers operating in this region, they have um, showed an improvement in their combined ratios. And we see that they have started to earn back their cost of capital, which should relieve some pressure in, in terms of reinsurance pricing conditions. Okay, thanks for that, Chris, because it, that's a really good executive summary. And believe it or not, it's actually fairly consistent with what a lot of the people that we've had you know, through the interviews in terms of there's a lot of variables, but there's also a lot, I think the key word that came out was stable mm -hmm. in the market. So uh, I appreciate your insight on that. Sir. Absolutely. I think pr probably people are looking forward to a more orderly renewal as compared to before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Customize your data experience. Best Link now offers an interactive company dashboard that provides company-level intelligence in a fast, user-friendly interface featuring interactive tables, charts, and sparkline performance histories. Customize the dashboard tiles to prioritize the insurer ratings, data, and analytics that best support your workflow. AM Best. Our insight, your advantage. Yesterday, I think there was an opportunity to do a presentation. AMBS gave a presentation on uh, NAT uh, category events. What do you think were the key takeaways on that topic? Okay, so I, I think I can share a few takeaways. Um, so firstly, I would just say that um, I feel 
NetCat is a topic that gets a lot of attention at this year's event. So I think um, I hear people saying, you know, that's um, almost like the sort of top threat to the insurance industry. Yeah. And there is a greater tendency to um, link that to some kind of um, climate pattern. Okay. Right. So um, I think when we speak to uh, insurers and the reinsurers um, that have experienced a number of cat events um, over a short period of time, we sometimes ask the question, you know, do you think that's random fluctuation or do you think there's some kind of trend that's uh, driving this? Okay. So I think the answers we, we get are quite uh, mixed. Yes. But I would say um, over time, um, I think more people seem to think that there is some kind of um, weather pattern. Um, so I think um, at a um, presentation that attended it today, um, I have seen some very interesting uh, data showing the average um, temperature rising very rapidly over the last 10 years and also um, some uh, interesting patterns that over the last few years um, that were certain, certainly not there in the past you yes. know, 10-20 yeah. years. So, so I think if um, that is the case, that means for insurers and the reinsurers, maybe they can no longer rely on their their own historical data to mm. to to predict the future, and that's certainly uh, a very big challenge. Um, and the other thing I would say uh, is in terms of uh, maybe the data issue. So I think a lot of people think that's the you know the the biggest challenge um, in terms of managing uh, that cat risk. So. Um, I think we all agree that Asia is a very cat-exposed region. Mm -hmm. but the problem, yes. yeah, but the problem is that um, there is also a lack of um, available data to, for the modeling. So um, um, I think the it's kind of driven by the nature of the climate risk, which is fast evolving. So um, it is. So you, you need that um, recent data for for the model, but that itself is a very big challenge. Um, in addition mm -hmm. to that, I think when you um, use a model to to project in, into the future, um, there is this human element. So there could be a few very different scenarios. So for example, um, if other countries come together to um, to do something to um, uh, mitigate that climate right. risk. So maybe we're looking at a very uh, good outcome, but that can also, but we could, we could also be looking at a bad outcome if you know we're not doing anything. Or we're not doing it quick enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so so that's the second um, takeaway. And then the next point I would like to share is just in terms of um, the um, calibration between the private insurance industry and the government. So I think this is saying um, when we look at uh, a region with very high cat exposure, um, for a private insurer to assess the risk and mm -hmm. charge a premium to reflect that risk, um, it is quite difficult because um, that just means the policy is not affordable. And if mm. they you okay, know, yes, yeah. yeah, and if they decline that risk, uh, then um, it it will impact their reputation. So um, in some countries, we have seen you know um, some kind of government support. So it can be a direct debate, a rebate, or there could be um, like a government-backed reinsurance pool. Um, but then there's a question of whether that's the most um, 
cost-effective way or you know is that too much support or not enough support so I think uh, I have heard the view that maybe the best way for the insurance industry and the government to work together is in terms of uh, risk mitigation mm-hmm. so so the insurance industry has um, their own data and their expertise in, in this area so they can share them with the government so the government has the authority to take actions so for example if we look at uh, a region with uh, maybe three cat events over the last 10 years so instead of you know trying to adjust your premium maybe it's time for the government to say people should no longer build their houses in that region so that way you yes. know, um, that is better risk mitigation um, and finally um, I would like to um, just talk about in terms of um, product innovation. So for the management of cat risk, I think um, there may be a, a demand for the non-traditional products. So mm-hmm. one example of that is the um, cat bonds. Yes. Yeah, and the other one uh, is uh, parametric insurance. Mm-hmm. So parametric insurance, uh, I think, is something that has been used in a number of countries, and it is very um, efficient in terms of claim settlement mm-hmm. um, but I guess there is there could be also be challenges um, maybe in terms of risk pooling and just you know uh, the country's willingness to participate yes yeah, so, okay so that so that's my my sharing of the key takeaways thank you very much uh, that, that was really good I mean it, it my interpretation of what you just shared there is that data is king but the uncertainty of that data going forward we cannot place over reliance and it's a broader community problem. It's just not insurers and reinsurers. It's the government. We all have to come together and, in a risk mitigation sense to. That's yeah. right. Thank you very and much for that. Maybe just to supplement as well, I think climate risk management is clearly yes. the responsibility of a lot of stakeholders. Yes. I think for uh, reinsurers and insurers themselves, they are also seeing some more um, uncertainties in, in terms of the uh, expected losses coming from some of the perils i think we're seeing that um, for secondary perils yes they are also having uh, loss costs that are they have been rising i think in particular over the past couple of years some of the major uh, cat events that we see in our region or include some of the bigger flood events um, say in jakarta and in the philippines uh, in malaysia there are, and of course, for Australia and New Zealand, they have been impacted by uh, very significant flood events as well. So better risk quantification would certainly be key to, to managing climate risk. Okay, I appreciate the, you know, the added comment on that. Uh, I suppose, uh, Ken, you get the opportunity of uh, wrapping up in terms of, you know, is there any other comments that you'd like to share? One, from the meetings that you've had, to the presentations, and what your thoughts and the takeaways were from this conference. Mm, uh, maybe just to add that uh, we also received some questions uh, from some of the participants about uh, MBEST national scale rating in this oh, yes. year's SIRC. Uh, for example, one asked about uh, whether the AA plus national scale rating in a lower country's tier territory is stronger than the AA plus national scale rating in a higher country's tier territory? And the answer to this question is, it depends. And uh, let me supplement a few background information first. The term country's tier or CRT is a specific term in AMBEST methodology. 
and MBEST offers rating services globally, and there are country-specific risks that could affect the ability of an insurer operating in that country to meet its financial obligation. MBEST rating methodology takes the country risk into account and categorizes the countries into different country risk tiers. The categorization involves the assessment of the country's political risk, economic risk, and financial system risks. An MBEST national scale rating, or what we call NSR, is a relative opinion of an insurer's financial strength within a single country. MBEST currently offers national scale rating in six countries, and four of them are in Asia, namely India, Indonesia, Vietnam, and Philippines. And the other two countries are Mexico and Egypt. Currently, the four Asian countries are all assessed to be in CLT4, and Mexico is in CLT3, while Egypt is assessed in CLT5. And MBEST would consider introducing NSR to other countries from time to time. The calibration of a national scale rating is specific and unique to a country based on the market-specific characteristics of that country. And the national scale rating in a specific country is mapped to MBEST global issuer credit rating but not directly mapped to the national scale rating in another country. So the national scale rating between different countries are not directly comparable. The AA plus national scale rating in a lower CRT territory is possibly stronger than a AA plus national scale rating in a higher CRT territory, but it may not be necessarily true, especially when MBEST introduces national scale rating to more countries. And if our users want to compare the ratings of our rated unit between different countries, they may refer to our global issuer credit rating and financial strength rating. These ratings are assessed based on a globally consistent methodology and the rating outcomes are comparable worldwide. That was good. A lot of information you just shared with us then, so we do appreciate that, Ken. Any other thoughts that you'd like to share? That's question four, which I know you weren't prepared for, Yi, but is there anything else you'd like to share? And we do appreciate that you've taken the time just to share what you already have. So if there's nothing, I'd like to thank you for making yourselves available. Wish you all the best, Yi. Nice thank to you admit. for having us. Thanks, Rob. All the best, Chris. Thank you. Good on you. Thank you very much. Looking to get the attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms to do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by contacting our Advertising Services Business Development Team at 908-882-1706.